What's up, guys? We're back. Uh, another week. I kind of got the itch, man. About midweek, I always get the itch to podcast. So I, today was the day. I was like, I got to do it, man. I love doing these podcasts. I love recording them and talking to new people and new information. It's a blast, man. It's been a busy week. I've been working a bunch. Been working at my job. I've been working on All I Need, AIN Life, uh, the podcast. I've been working on the New England Am, just trying to get everything prepared. Been busy. Been hanging with my dogs, Edward and Amber. Been hanging with my girl. Messing with my garden a little bit. It's been a rad week, though. The weather's been nice. It's been humid, though. I'm not going to lie, man. Humid. It's been a little tough at times. But yesterday was beautiful. Today was beautiful. The rains came in a little bit. Cooled it all off. Not mad at that. We got some updates. The big one this week is that I ride for World Footwear again. Man, this one came out of left field. I really, really didn't see this uh, this coming at all. I'm really hyped though. Um, World got bought up again by a big company called GVS America. I'm actually looking at their website right now. And uh, GVS, they're a conglomerate of brands, and they have all different types of brands, man. They got from soccer to cycling to skateboarding, work footwear, outdoor wear, helmets and protection. They've got hunting boots, all different stuff, man. And these people bought World and decided they wanted to invest in skateboarding. They wanted to to invest in the, the roots of the brand. So... They hired R.P. Bess, who was the original brand manager when I first got on World. And they also hired Colin Chestnut, who was also there designing shoes. When I was there, he helped me design the Shetler 1, my mid and my low. He he helped me out with that. He is so excited about designing shoes and skateboarding. His enthusiasm gets me so hyped. Um, And yeah, him and R.P. R.P. I did a podcast with a couple episodes back if you want to listen to it. But those guys came to me and were like, look, the show's on. We want to get the band back together. What do you think, man? And I don't know. Those two dudes are my good friends. And I really I really back them hard. And they're they on the same mission statement as I am. So I said, fuck yeah, let's do it. And they're talking about, let me have a second shoe. Dude, I, I, when I got my first shoe, I was tripping out. That was like a dream come true. I never thought I'd get a design a shoe. You know, you grow up as a little kid just looking at all these shoes, skate shoes and pros with their models. And you're like, what if I could design one? And that came true. And I had the mid and the low and everything. And now they're talking about bringing out the Shetler 2. So, and I think I'm going to go cup stall. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm switching it up. And I've been working on some designs and getting my thoughts together and going to meet up with Colin and put it all together. So that that's some big news, man. I'm excited. And, um, yeah, I'm just kind of – I'm looking at my first check right now. And what I decided to do was, you know, I'm just going to keep my job, man. Um, I could – I guess I could just take this money and pay my bills with it and live off of it. But uh, that just doesn't sound as fun, man. So I'm just going to keep my job and all this World Footwear money is going to go into – creating skateboard content and product and to the team and we're going to do more we're going to fill out all i need skateboards we're going to get the line going with apparel and all different types of decks and we're going to do cool stuff with that and i'm going to invest in ain life my new show episode one's coming uh maybe next week don't hold me to that once we figure out a schedule I'll, i'll make sure it comes out consistently but it's so new and we're just trying to feel it out and the first episode's done man and we're actually starting to work on the second one 
this week or next week, Tuesday, me and Goonan, Corey Goonan, who rides for All I Need Skateboards, he's uh, me and him are going skydiving, man. I'm taking him for the first time. We're going to film that whole experience. So that's pretty excited. And shout out to GoPro for the promotional box of GoPros, man. Uh, that's going to really help us capture the moment, and it's going to be sick. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm just going to take the money and put it into creating awesome skateboarding stuff, man. Just keep the dream going. And, you know, I appreciate all the support. So it means a lot. It's so cool. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to um, all the shops and brands that supported the New England Am last year. That means a lot to me, man. And this year is going to be even crazier. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been working on that quite a bit. And. We're just trying to make that, trying to make it a big event, make it special and make it rememberable, you know, just add a little bit each year so it's rememberable and everyone has a blast and so that's, that's coming up as well. Another update, um, yeah, we got new decks for All I Need. We got four colors of our logo deck and we got it in all different sizes. We got 8 inch, 8 one, 8 two five, 8 three, and 8 five. So we got the whole gambit of sizes, um... Those are going out to shops this week and last week, so hit up your shops, grab them there. If you don't live near a shop, you can always hit up our website, allineedskate.com, and it's got everything on there. And, uh, yeah, today's guest is Rob Collison, man. Maybe you know his magazine, Low Card Mag, uh, epic magazine, man, just raw, real skateboarding. Just Rob is a rad dude, man. I really enjoyed this conversation. We talked about skateboarding and life and just all types of cool stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, he seemed like a really optimistic, genuine, down-to-earth person. So I'm excited to share this with you. And uh, here you go. Check it out, man. And I love you guys. Peace. This is The Shetler Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make up. And when things get tough... I hope they get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with a circle of winners, we claim the victories Come on, it's about to be the realest shit you ever heard You're in a transitional world right now Yeah, it's just basically going for it, you know Sometimes you think about getting hurt or slamming But, you know, it happens, it's skateboarding You know, it happens every day Yeah People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we take over the streets. And good, just uh, sitting in my office in Taunton, Massachusetts. My lady's gone for the day, so I feel like I have vacation right now. Nice. <laughs> Slap. Yeah, I'm in the garage. I'm in my garage. It's my little zone out here. Yeah, the back wall here is looking pretty fucking sick. Yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, if I could show you everything, it's like kind of like there's, there's like, uh, there's like stuff on like the ceiling. And Whoa, I have that Homer board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it, okay. but you know, just a lot of stuff. Uh, it's kind of like a mini museum, I guess you could say. Yeah, so, my uh, office, my office is kind of the same. You can't really see it, but I got all the boards in the back. Yeah, boards on the back and all that stuff yeah you see that thrasher sign yeah yeah where'd that come from ramsey got that for me i don't know where or how but he got that for me and it's pretty psyched on it yeah that's pretty cool man that's awesome awesome oh i kind of how i wanted to start this episode out is i wanted to ask you where you grew up uh, i grew up in uh, machias maine which oh. is um uh, way up the coast of maine up uh, about uh, 
40 minutes from the border to Canada, right on the water. Wow. Is it kind of like sticks out there? It must be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sticks out there. Uh, the closest freeway is like uh, from Bangor, which is about 88 miles away or so. It's all back roads, you know? My, so. my grandparents own a house uh, in Ripley, which is near Dexter. I don't know. Hey, that's more like Mid-Maine or something? Yeah, I mean, I've never actually looked on a map. I was just a little kid, and we would drive up there, uh, and I just remember it was in the sticks, but it was sick. There was, like, a river, and we fucking bombed hills, and... Yeah. Yeah, we'd, draw, we'd drag, like, logs out and wax them up and, like, board slide them and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always used to skate railroad ties and weird stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool growing up out there. I didn't appreciate it at the time. I thought it sucked back then, but now... Looking back, uh, it, it was a cool place to grow up. You know, you get a lot of freedom being out in the country. Fuck yeah. Where are you now? I'm in, uh, well, I live actually in Pacifica, which is a little bit out of SF, but um, uh, I lived uh, in San Francisco until uh, we had a, my wife and I had a couple of kids, so we decided, you know, we got a house, and it was a little bit out, about 15 minutes outside the city, a bit little south. I imagine it's more affordable out there, huh? Yeah, a little bit. It was a little easier to get a house out this way, so. That's so, cool. Yeah. We got a yard and stuff, so it's good for the kids, and we got a little ramp in the yard, things like that, so it's good. How the fuck do you find skateboarding in Maine, all the way up near the border of Canada? Yeah, yeah, I know, I don't know. I was always, I think um, my father brought us home some boards when we were kids, or uh, got us boards for Christmas one year. They're actually uh, the the Black Knight boards um, within that clay wheels. I actually have the tattoo, have the tattoo. Sick. Those are fucking sick. But the black, it's yeah. I think a lot of people have kind of done graphics off of it. But he brought home three of those, and I, I got a new a little bit then, but I didn't pick it up until it was more like that was probably when I was like five or six when he brought those home, and I didn't really get into it until it was ten, eleven. All of a sudden, I became super fascinated. Like anytime I saw a skateboard, I, I got, I would just kind of get drawn to it, you know. Yeah, that's then, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then it just kind of fell together. Like I went out to New York, New York to visit my grandparents and. There was a couple. My cousins had a couple plastic boards they had kicking around. I started riding there. Just like, ah, take them. And I brought them home and then got a board for my birthday that year. You know, Veriflex. Damn. When you got when you got into skating and you got the board and you're shredding and stuff, did you end up getting a posse of people that skated? Did you have to make? Did you like? Did you like um, convert people into skating? Like was, uh, that came kind of later. Um, I had a couple good friends. By my friend like uh, Abe Barrett, my friend Ian Karanik were into it. Carl McDonald, a few of my friends were kind of uh, kind of into it. And then um, and our friend uh, Ian used to go to Florida. He used to go skate Kona and we go on pictures and be like, oh, check this out. And then I got a hold of like Thrasher and Transworld and some old videos. And and uh, I don't even know how I got a hold of those. But then just like kind of opened opened up my eyes a little bit, you know, to what was going on. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Maine, Maine, Maine always trips me out because I like I haven't been there in a long time, and it just feels like there's not much up there. But it's sick that your dad found three skateboards and hooked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. He, yeah, he, and he was always cool with it too. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It, you know, it was just something you just had to make it happen. Like one time, I just um, eventually like we used to build. Uh, lawn tramps, little quarter pipes, and bring them down the street and skate them and stuff. And then one day, uh, somehow my friend and I, Eli and I, got a got a whole bunch of wood and we just built like a five foot mini ramp in my yard where my dad was at work. <laughs> it, was, it was only eight foot wide, but my dad came over and he's like, "What?" He's like, "Man, that's gonna be a hard one to move." I was like, "It's not moving; it's staying." <laughs> <laughs> and then boards, uh, Dad, fuck it, we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually stoked on it for a bit, and then he got kind of got bummed out when people were showing up without me and stuff, and. 
in the middle of winter, we had to move it. He was like, if this thing's not gone in a week, I'm going to take a chainsaw to it. So, so we had to, we moved it midwinter to my friend Sean's house, which was cool because then we ended up widening it, and we, he got a little money, and we ended, we ended up putting a hip on it. and Yeah, we made a little little cool ramp out of it. It was good. Dude, I started skating in uh, New Hampshire in a small little town, and there was, like, one skateboarder, and that's the kid who got me into skating. And we did the same. We, like, made a we made quarter pipes in his mom's basement, and there was, like, PVC coping, and our, our like, boards would launch off the side and smash into our washer and dryer, and she'd just get so pissed at us because it was, like, yeah. all dented up, losing value. She ain't never going to be able to sell that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, same here. Like, we had we ended up having ramps in, like, basements. Uh, I don't know if you ever, you know who uh, Laban is? Laban? Fidius? Yeah, yeah, invisible. Dude, just to juggle and, like, kick his Yeah, sh- yeah, all that crazy <laughs> stuff. But uh, he, he actually got into skating up in up in my town. He moved up there with his mom, and then we started hanging out, and then he, and then he just, I, and then he kind of got into skating. I kind of got him into it. And then he ended up having a barn that was awesome, and we built all these, like, wall ramps and, and uh, wall ride ramps and stuff in there, and it was it was cool. He had, he had a good little barn that his mom was cool that's building stuff in. Dude, is that guy? I've never met him, but like, uh, in a good way, is he out there? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's super. Like, he does his own thing. It's rad. He, he, now he's kind of into he's he's I think he's like filming and directing uh, a lot of music videos, and he's always kind of like got awesome, you know, crazy ideas and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he he's definitely. Uh, He's in he's in his own deal, man. It's cool. Yeah, I remember seeing a sequence in a magazine. He did like a kickflip, but he kickflipped and both his shoes came off. Yeah, yeah. And did the trick. And I remember just being a little kid, like watching everything that dude did, and we were like, obviously super fans because he's just doing crazy out of the box stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got him to skate though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because like I think uh, we were we were hanging out, and I was into skating, and then like. Yeah, he just like we. I think we actually Frankenstein a board for him. I remember like giving him some shitty old board, and then uh, and then uh, he had like maybe for uh, at least two different types of wheels. Like one size set was small, one size was big. I think he had two different trucks. Yeah, yeah, the ghetto <laughs> thing. Yeah, he eventually got he eventually got a you know a good setup. But yeah, I remember like we Frankenstein a board together. He learned quick. He was just like bam, 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 and just like. He, he he was really good, really fast. So growing up in Maine, you got the board and everything. Did, when did you said you went to New York? What were the cities? Have you skate? Did you go into the cities and skate? Boston, New York. Uh, what else? That came, that came a little later. My grandparents. I used to go to Long. I was born on Long Island, and then uh, my, my grandparents lived there, so I used to go there every summer. But but uh, kind of like when I was in middle school, I used to go to. I used to. Um, Go hang out with uh, my friend. Moved from my town to the to Brunswick, where Drahobel grew up. That's how yes. I met. And I met Drahobel, and he was he's a couple of years older than me. And then uh, it was cool because he would drive us around everywhere. Where and then like we went to Boston with Drahobel a few times. We went to um, the hospital banks, Turtles. Yes. Met, remember medals? Yep. The metal band, the metal sculpture thing, the government center, all that stuff, man. And, uh, I love yeah, Boston. And then New York. I never knew where anything was. We, you know, if I ever, the few times I went and skated around the city, it was cool just cruising around, you know, but I never knew any spots or anything like that. You know, it's hard to find stuff when you're, when you're young, you know? Yeah. When you're on your own and you're, yeah. you're kind of, when, when, you know, I never went to New York with Rehobel, but when we went to Boston, he knew where everything was. So he'd just drive there and we'd be cool, you know? That's so sick. I forgot Rehobel's from Maine as well. Isn't, uh, is Rob Welsh from Maine? 
Welsh is from Maine, too. I didn't know him out there, though, because he's a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. And I met him in uh, SF when he moved out here, though. But uh, we've hung out in Maine a few times uh, when uh, we were both back there and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, Joel, uh, Welsh is uh, a yeah, Mainer. So is Joey Pepper. Yep, Pepper, too, dude. And that Pepper. guy. Dude, everyone that comes from Maine is sick, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's some weird people that come from Maine, too, man. <laughs> I'm sure. It's, like, in the middle of nowhere. Robles is pretty weird, but. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a dude that I've always loved skating, too. Jerobo is, like, so gnarly, like. Me and my friends would watch him skate and do, like, 540s and transition, and you're just like, what the fuck, dude? This shit's, like, doesn't make sense to me, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first met him, when I, moved, I went to that town where my friend moved to, and he just ripped on me and shit, and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, he he would, uh, I, I saw him skate, and I couldn't believe it. He was, like, we went to, like, some, like, six or seven foot tall ramp, and he's just doing, like, huge Madonnas, airs, and I'm just like, I, you know, and, and I, back then on the ramp, I could, like, you know, do little scratch grinds, you know what I mean? Like, I was tripping, and then, uh, he was a weird, he was a funny dude. He, uh, and then, we were swimming, and he friggin', he threw a rock across a rock where he hit me in the head, split my head head open. What a dick! My, yeah, then my friends started making fun of him, like, oh, man, where to go, da, 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 and he got, and Hubble got mad, and he left us there. And then I took my sock off, I had to hold on my head, and then, uh, we walked out, like, two miles out of the, from the rock quarry, went to my my parents' house, and, uh, you know, he, he lived with his mom, and his mom was pissed, and then she took me to the hospital, I get, like, two or three stitches, and then, uh, the next day, Jehovah came to the door, and she fully mommed him, she was just like, you cannot hang out with Abe and Rob, or, or Abe and Rob, because you, you split Rob's head open, <laughs> yeah, like, damn it, Jehovah, you need to learn how to get along with other fucking, like, what the hell are you splitting people's heads open with rocks for? <laughs> Throw the fuck up, yeah. man. And then uh, later when I moved to SF, he gave me the nickname Magnet Head because he kept throwing stuff at me and hit me in the head. Perfect. Inside story. So. And you guys are friends, though. Oh, yeah. yeah Drobles, <laughs> me and Drobel are super cool with each other, man. Uh, we lived together for a while out here in SF and... Uh, yeah, and just um, yeah, we're, we're cool. He, I haven't he, he he moved to San Diego. He has a ramp and stuff. I haven't been down there yet, but I need to go down and, and uh, visit him. How, how does how do you end up? Um, what how did the adventure from Maine to San Francisco? Where does that start? You're living in Maine. What's yeah, well, you know, I always knew I, I wanted to get out of Maine, and then uh, and then uh, uh, actually, Laban moved moved out to San Francisco. Was living in San Francisco, and he was like, ah. Come out, come out, and uh, you can crash with me until you guys figure it out. And then I'd actually lived in uh, Indiana too for like right. So right when I got out of high school, I helped my friend move to Indiana, and then I ended up staying there for like eight months, getting a job at a diner, just kind of ran out of money, didn't have anything to do, and I just stayed there with a friend. We got a place, and then um, and then I met a dude, Jay Marsh, there, and then I came back to Maine, rigged blueberries, and then uh, came back out. Uh, on a Greyhound to, to uh, back to Indiana, stayed at my friend's Jay's house for a month, and we worked on a golf course, and then uh, saved like $1,000, got on a Greyhound bus and came out to San Francisco, stayed with Laban, and we just got jobs and an apartment. And it was funny because we ended up getting an apartment in the same place where Drahobel and Pales and uh, Matt O'Brien and a bunch of people lived down the hall. And then in the next building next to them was like, Huff and like Chris Keith and all those New York guys. What? That sounds like such an epic place. Yeah, yeah, it was good too because yeah, I was just a little skate rack and, and uh, it was cool because those guys would 
you know, give us cheap, you know, we get cheap boards off them and stuff like that. So they were, so we were able to buy boards off them and shoes or whatever. So it, was, it made it easy. Did you have any plans or were you just going with the flow like a skateboarder, I guess? Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to come out and hang out and skate and check it out. And I just, you know, there isn't much op- opportunity in Maine for like jobs and stuff like that. I just wanted to come out and check it out and skate, skate the spots, you know. Was your parents like, did it, were they supporting you going out there? Yeah, I mean, I grew up with my dad. And he's always been like, "Cool, do whatever you want, you know, figure it out." So, like, actually, when I was in high school, he let me drive a drive to San Francisco with three of my friends. When after between junior and senior year, I drove out with uh, actually Laban was one of them, one of them, Eli and Carl. We two door car, and we drove out to we drove all the way across. Out that was an epic trip, Southern California, Northern California. The Grand Canyon, Florida. We went all over the place. Did you guys camp out or get hotels or? Didn't get hotels at all. We never paid once for sleeping. <laughs> I remember one time, and I brought a tent with no poles. Yes. Yeah. I just oh. my, I was like, oh, you bring this tent. I didn't check it out before I left. I just brought it. <laughs> and I remember we like we we're so clueless. We pulled up in a rest stop, and we thought we could just throw tents up at the rest stop, you know. And I just like got my tent, and it didn't have any poles, so I just crawled inside of it. <laughs> And then uh, I remember just wake up with it sticking to my face. It was like in the Midwest where it's all like super humid and stuff. And uh, and just like we slept for maybe an hour and just got and kept driving. We, yeah, slept uh, we slept in some bushes at the Grand Canyon. We pulled up at night just like right in front of the car. There's like a bunch of bushes. We just crawled in underneath the bushes and slept. And uh, we slept a lot of rel- – we hit some a lot of relatives up. My friend had uh, – Eli had uh, relatives in New Mexico. We uh, built some uh, adobe walls for money. Damn. Yeah, Wait, what's an adobe wall? It's like like adobe's like mud, like mud mud that you make bricks out of, and you just stack them and put mud in between them. No and shit. Then it's kind of like the the walls they build between the houses to, for privacy in the yards. So we did that. We got paid a little money for that. Damn. Um, yeah, man, it was a cool trip. It was tough though, cause like like yeah, a couple of the guys were fighting. We we're in a two door car, you know, just like got kind of crazy at some points. But we Oops. got this, the blockhead ramp, the original blockhead ramp. No we went, shit. We went to Palo Alto when before it was all spray painted and brand new. We went China Banks. Damn, um, you guys are fucking going for it. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it, it, it was sorry, like everything you've seen in videos, huh? You were like, we got to go check that shit out. Yeah, yeah, it was cool because my friend at that time, Ajax, lived out here. He's from Maine originally, and, and uh, we stayed with him on a little houseboat in a canal right by the ballpark. And then uh, he took us to all the spots out here. That's an awesome uh, pool like he took us all over this fun. yeah that's awesome dude i did the road trip across uh the country uh i did it twice and pretty much same thing we just we just camped wherever we could pretty much like i slept in a sleeping bag in a, like a truck stop just on the parking lot and like yeah yeah dude's walking by you in the morning and they're just looking at you like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, i know because now you wouldn't even think about doing that at all <laughs> Well, you just sleep in the car, you know. Did you? So I guess what I'm wondering is, you're you're fresh out of high school, and your dad's like, just follow whatever you like. So you're just following skateboarding. You, there's no plans, or like, just make money when you can. And yeah, yeah. Basically, like my whole plan was there was no plan. Just like try to get a place and a job, and and make it and work it out. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what we did. Like, uh, yeah. My friend, after we worked on that golf course, my friend Jay and I just. Hopped on a Greyhound, came out here and stayed with Laban and shit. Our first jobs actually were at Taco Bell, I think. We worked at Taco Bell first. Or What's actually, that like? What was that like? Oh, man. I was there for like a month and I remember like 
I had the morning shift, which is weird at Taco Bell, especially. But then I remember one day I'm just I'm I'm in the locker room putting on my uniform. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Why, why am I working at Taco Bell? I just took off my uniform and walked out, didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I just left. That was the only job I think I ever quit. But I just walked out, and then uh, yeah, then then it worked out. I got a, I got another job. I got you know jobs and stuff, so it was all good. Was Taco Bell like you only you worked there for a short while, but like a month, yeah. Like basically we. To get a place, you had to have some sort of job. And that was like the first job. Was like, you know, we just applied everywhere we could just to get a job so we get a place. Yeah. Because you had to have some type of income to get a place. Yeah, and they need you. You need an address and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and uh, Laban was kind of getting sick of us staying with him. He had a one bedroom with his girlfriend, and and uh, we were just there was yeah uh, Jay and I, but it was like a small one bedroom, so we we're just like invading a little bit, you know. What's what's the craziest thing you've seen Laban do on a skateboard? Phew. Ah <laughs> uh, shit! I don't know. Man. I think I see him like juggling skate at the same time. I've seen him. He's he was really good, man. He or he still is, but yeah, he could. He was. Re- I don't know. I see him do some crazy gaps, man. He he could jump down some stuff, man. And uh, yeah, was that like that was his thing? Did did you guys realize he was different from everyone? Well, yeah, yeah. Like basically, yeah. Especially in Maine, man. Like you just, you know, I'm sure it was for you, same for you in, you know, New Hampshire and stuff. Like you can just sense out like the person that, the like the people that are like kind of, you know, you you can get along with and stuff like that, and they're kind of doing your thing, you know. Yeah. And that's I think you know as soon as I met Laban, I was like, oh, this guy's like, I can. He wasn't a skater yet, but he was a skater. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, but yeah, so. So yeah, like he's always been kind of a, you know, his uh fucking he he's always been a, you know, his own dude. Yeah, cool. he seems like definitely a one of a kind individual. Uh talent. He, yeah, it's definitely stood out in the skateboard industry as a one of a kind person too. Well, yeah, yeah. So so when you moved to SF and you're hanging out in these apartments with all these dudes and did you did, did you know any of them to start with or did you just you meet everybody right there? I met you know, you know, like I said we stay with Levin I knew Drahobel from Maine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and everybody else I met, like, you know, like, like I said, like, O'Brien lived with those guys, like, uh, Huff and Chris Keep, and those guys lived next door, and I met those guys, and all those guys were always super cool to us. And, Dude, that seems like a fucking epic time in skateboarding right there. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, uh, I think it was when Huff had his bowl cut, you know? <laughs> yes. I grew up watching that, dude. That was, like, what I was watching in fucking Massachusetts, because I moved from New Hampshire to Massachusetts, and I'm watching all the those videos from that era and uh that's the sickest time in skateboarding to me yeah it was fun man we used to just because like where we live like it was right by market street which is like the main street in san francisco and then you just skate down on this that's back when there was like benches all along market street and we you could just hit all the benches and you know there's all kinds of spots you know and then back then when embarcadero was going on and damn yeah it was cool it was a good time it was fun so what what leads to you starting your doing your own thing and growing from there? Yeah, basically, like I've always kind of taken photos, and, and I actually, you know, I've always, I've always in like in Maine, I kind of, I think a lot of times I kind of obsess about magazines, not obsessed, but like because I'd be, you know, I'd just be, it'd be snowing out, and I'd just look at a magazine over and over and over and over again, and just like I don't know, I just something about it, and I, I've always liked magazines a lot that. I remember I made a zine in high school. It was actually called Broken Bolts. Sick. Yeah, I was like, it's only I only made like two or three copies. But Dude, you did it. You fucking that, did it. That's it. That, but so, but uh, yeah, it was just pictures I took. My father always like kind of was uh, 
gave me cameras and was like, you should take photos. And like, he was super into that type of stuff. I mean, he didn't, he took some photos, but he kind of, for some reason he always kind of pushed me to do it. But, uh, and then I was never a great photographer, but I can focus and, you know, I know when you got enough light and stuff like that. But, uh, and then I made one when I lived in the Midwest called, uh, it was called smut, but it was just a little skate, skate zine. I, uh, I can't remember my friend Nate and I made them. And then, um, and then around 2003, I had, I just, I, I, I was taking a lot of photos at the time and, you know, I, everywhere I went, I just started taking my camera and then I just had all these photos have, and I was like, dude, I should, I should make a zine again. And then like, I was just thinking about it. And then like right on the corner from my house was, I was scratching cards and they're called high card. And every time you scratch and, and the object was to beat the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the dealer's. Uh, card and they'd always give you the low card and you never beat it. <laughs> I was like you should just call this thing this card low card and I was like and then like a light bulb or something went up over my head like I was like oh man I'm gonna make a zine I'm gonna call it low card <laughs> it, fits per- it just fits perfect you know just like about every you know there are a lot of people who are about the high card but I I yeah I think it's more I mean just uh, skateboarding in life to me is more about low card because you get dealt the low card a lot more than the high card. You know? Yeah, fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> so uh, and sometimes so. that's the funnest when you don't like uh, when you just when you're just in the grime and like you just go for life. You just live it. You're grimy. You experience the low card. You just like <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's funny because like a lot of people ask me about it. Like just the other day, somebody was at that doesn't skate or anything. Goes, what does that mean? What do you? What does that even mean? I go, I just like I don't know what to tell them. Like it's the opposite of high card. If you don't get that, then I don't know how to tell you. you know what I mean, like <laughs> a lot of people just don't get what I'm talking about. But a lot of people do too, though. How, how long has low card been going, man? How long has it been? Since 2003. Damn. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, for the first few issues, for the first ten issues, it was paper, you know, paper zines, and then uh, and then we switched to um, glossy, and then uh, yeah, and then just like we started getting more and more advertising and stuff, and it's kind of got got to where it is now, you know. Yeah, it's sick, man. I know that a lot of shops like really support low card. I see it everywhere, dude. People are hyped on it and. It's it's really rad, man. It's rad that it just started. Was it just you were like, let's do this? You just decided like, did you even have to save up much change? Like, what does it take to start a first, the first issue? Like at the time, I was working somewhere where they had a Xerox machine, and I just did it on their Xerox machine. You got <laughs> anything? But uh, you got paid to make it. Sick. I had no plans. I was just like, I just want to make a zine, just to make a zine. And I think what made it different was like, I just like kind of make make fun of people make fun of myself yeah i'd make fun of myself of course too but within that but like you know just like just kind of bust balls a little bit stuff like that like and just write funny stuff and, and whatever and it kind of caught on and people kind of and really you know people were like a lot of people were liking it you know, yeah not everybody likes it but <laughs> no but it's definitely like people are stoked on it so that's good yeah, yeah so it went well and and then like yeah and then we just started reaching out like getting, getting out places and, and things like that and so it, uh, yeah, it just grew and just like, yeah, like you said, like mo- a lot of the shops are stoked on it, you know, and, and, uh, we, we're, it's, it's, uh, it's going really well right now. It's kind of like, kind of really, kind of getting really, really busy. So it's good. That's awesome, man. So was it weird in SF, like with Thrasher there and starting a magazine? Was there any weirdness or is it just. Oh, no, man. Uh, cause I've been friends with all those guys for, you know, since I moved out here, like all those guys are super cool, super supportive and, we're all we're all 
friends and cool with each other, of course, you know. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I was like, two magazines in one area, but it's like, I think that it do- there's not many magazines, you know, so it's like, it doesn't really matter then. Yeah, and like, we're, you know, we're not Thrasher, we're we're just, you know, we're just a small little mag, and, and, and we're all buddies, and it's all good, you know what I mean? I, like, Felper, uh, Vitellos, all those guys, and Schmitty, and all, P-Stone, of course, man, like. The man, those guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, I hang out with, well, P-Stone moved away, but, like, I hang out, I used to hang out with P-Stone quite a bit. And just, Where'd he go? He went, uh, Sweden or somewhere, he, he, he yeah. lived, yeah, but, uh, you know. I think he's just he does a lot of traveling, filming for those guys now or something. Oh, sick, sick, sick. Yeah, yeah. that's but, man. But uh, yeah, we're all friends and it's all good, you know. And I've never like I've never looked at anything anybody uh, any other magazine or anything is like competition or whatever. I just um, I think it's rad that there's multiple magazines and multiple media. There should be. Yeah. There's different angles to everything and. Is you know, and you know, if you can pull it off, you can pull it off, you know. Yeah, because if you look at skateboarding on a whole, it's so much smaller than all these other like huge industries that have like established themselves. So I think more skateboarders should do cool stuff. I'm always telling people to do podcasts because I like the idea of like, you know, while I'm working or whatever, I can just tune into all these different flavors of skateboarders expressing ideas from their point of view, and it's the same skateboarding magazine with the magazines and all of it, man, and videos. Definitely everyone has their own eye and uh, can yeah. bring something to the table. I, want, yeah. I wanted to ask you, what does your dad do? Because he was, like, getting you skateboards and just supporting you, doing that. Uh, yeah, he was he was an interesting guy. He, uh, you know, he, he, rode, he rode motorcycles quite a bit. Not, like, Harley style. He rode more, like, BMW road bikes and, like, things like that. He had Harleys and stuff like that, but he wasn't like a, you know, a typical like... He didn't have like handlebar mustaches and like... No, no, none of that. <laughs> he had a beard and stuff, but like nothing crazy, just a regular beard, but uh, he was, he, he, he uh, yeah, he, he rode motorcycles, he rode, he rode bicycles. He just, he was just like the type of guy that would be like, oh, that looks cool, you should try that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was awesome, man, because like before I had my license, um, like there'd be a contest, you know, Maine's huge, and there'd be a contest like two, three hours away, but hey, dad, I want to go to this contest. He goes, cool, I'll drive you. And then he'd drive me all, like, three hours away. I'd get out, skate the contest. He'd just open a book, read for as long as I wanted to skate. And then, I, and then after the contest, after I skated, everybody's going home, go back to the car, and he'd just be like, all right, let's do this, let's go home. <laughs> That's so sick, dude. That's the sickest thing. Yeah, he was always super supportive, and, you know, and he never – he never, like, I'd come home with, like, really bad hippers and stuff like that, and he never, like, told me to back, you know, he never told me to back down or anything like that. Because he rode bikes, and he fell off his motorcycles quite, you know, quite a bit in his life. So he knows, you know, like, if you love something, do it. You know, if you get hurt, whatever, just keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely, man. With with, with low card, Rob, do you have, like, um, is it you, or do you have employees, or? But, so basically, um, I started uh, I started low card on my own, um, uh, and then I met my wife, my, well, she wasn't my wife then, but I met my, met my wife, Rhea, and then she was always, like, super, uh, supportive and into it, and, and then, like, basically, she was like, hey, you know, why don't we kind of, why don't we, why don't we kind of turn, you know, try to do more, do this more of, like, a business or, you know, a magazine, like, you know, try to, you know, get out there more, that, you know, and, uh, and I'll, and I'll be your partner, and I was like, at first I was like, I was like, I was, you know, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, this is kind of strange, but I was like, all right, you know, and then like. I told, hold on, I totally get you, because first year it's like, it's like, 
you're it's your lady and then you're mixing like what you're creating and doing with her which and when you say it like that it sounds like it should be like that but it's just a little i would have that same reservation for sure (laughs) at first i was like a little bit like i had to think about it for a second but then i was like yeah let's do it you know and it was cool because her sister um worked at a print shop and that's how we were able to go to um we were able to transition to uh to uh from paper to, uh, you know, to, what's this stuff called? Like a to, glossy finish? Yeah, it's a glossy. Yeah. And she gave us, kind of gave us, got us a really good deal on it. So, so we were able to do that. But that, yeah, but then, but Reyes, she's, she's 50%, man. She, she's there, you know, she's, she, she's there Monday through Friday, you know, doing, you know, handling everything. So. That's so awesome, dude. Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's working out well, you know? Yeah. It, did you, do you, how do you feel like do you, when you notice growth? That's like what I because I have all I need, obviously the brand yeah. and like nothing makes me stoked when I like because I dream about it and I'm like I wonder how, where we can take this and what cool things we can do with it and stuff. And there's like certain moments that I hit where we did something that I was like oh I dreamt of that first and then we made it reality like putting certain dudes on the team or we did a trip to California that was so cool. We just like I was able to take those dudes to San Diego for two weeks and like hey. it was their first time and it was just like. Um, was there some moments for you with the magazine where you're like, whoa, this is like, because I know when you first start something from the beginning, it's like, doesn't even, you're just like, I'm just doing this. Yeah, yeah, moments yeah. Where you're like, whoa, it's actually turning into a magazine, and it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of times I'll just be like, they'll just be, ma- you know, magazines going out the door and they're going to all over, all over the world. You know what I mean? Like we have, we we distribute international and all over the United States, of course. But I'm just like, sometimes it's just like can't believe that box of mags is going to, you know, the UK or Japan or wherever they're going. You know what I mean? And I get stoked too. Cause then I was like, all those guys in there, like, you know, it's cool. Like I, I, I get stoked that it, it gets places and it, it, it trips me out a lot of times when I'll be like, I'll like somebody will be like, Oh my God, I was visiting like Germany and I saw this guy with a low card hat on. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's funny. Cause it, it, it's, it's just, yeah, it definitely trips me out. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Um, you know what I just noticed too? I like that you put you go you guys put like a bunch of people in the magazine. You know what I mean? Like I know you guys have advertising dollars and all that, but like you don't let that rule who you put in the magazine. I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like because we're all hungry, hungry kids just trying to do stuff. You know, like I like putting people. You know, I like getting like people with like you know you're in a, a lot of people are in a pot and like have a pocket of a scene. You know what I mean? And you just want to be like you know like. And it's cool because we have a lot of like scenes that are like, like, or, you know, we just we we feed off each other kind of type of deal. Like, you know, like Colorado, like I feel as though like, like I, you know, we went out there and like, I, I don't know, like I just feel like certain areas are like super strong, you know, with low card, you know what I mean? Like, like I feel New England is and yeah. you know, a lot of like, like Stormy and all those guys are like, you know, they're they're like they're super de- into it and stuff, and it's crazy because. I want to just go out there and just like skate with everybody and like hang out. But you know, I got the job. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to do work and kids and stuff. But next summer, I'm planning on trying to uh, drive drive across the country. I'm gonna try to hit up a bunch of shops and bring people with me and come out Dude. to Berlin, skate with everybody. Like we should do some stuff too. Dude, please, that would be awesome. You definitely have to come to New Bedford because we got the DIY spot. We got Solstice Skate Shop. No yeah, promo, yeah. like. It's fucking always a good time right there. And then where where I'm at right now, I'm an hour from Boston, 
and I'm 40 minutes from Providence, which are two epic cities. And uh, Kareem lives in Rhode Island, and he shoots photos for you guys. And so yeah, yeah. And uh, I, that's why I was thinking that because I'm like, I see Kareem, and you, Kareem's like my good buddy, and it's so rad that you you guys put his photos in there and use it. And and he shoots with like you know dudes that are working nine to five. And like, can, you know, but they've dedicated their lives to skating, but they're working jobs as well. And they're not, they might not be trying to go pro or nothing, but, and you guys run the photos and stuff. And like some of those mags, like nothing against them at all, but they get so big. It's like, there's no chance to get in it unless you ride for like a huge company, you know? Yeah. yeah. I like that low card always kind of keeps that avenue open and does that. Yeah. Yeah. We like to try to, it's hard because you get so much, you know what I mean? Like, Sometimes it gets so bombarded, I'm just like, you know, it's so hard to filter, like, like, you know, and then, like, sometimes people will be, get upset because I didn't use something. I'm like, I just totally got overwhelmed and forgot, you know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, like, I like to, you know, I like to get, like, especially, like, when you skate personally with somebody and you see how gnarly they are, and then you're like, dude, I want to get, yeah, I can hear a picture of that guy in the mag, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, sometimes, like, you just don't know about people, you know what I mean? And then that's what makes them even, I think that I've always been down more, you know, super down for like the underdogs, like people that just are gnarly ripping, but they get no coverage immediately. Yeah. I guess that's, that's kind of what I was trying to say. It seems like that, like you hook the dudes up that are kind of underground and you don't see them that much, but they definitely are fucking gnarly. And I really like that. Yeah. yeah, I I try to, I try to get those, get those in as much as possible. Yeah. When you started the mag, because you, I imagine you don't stick with the format you started with. Is it just like a growth process? Like you're just like, let's put this together how we think. And then, because I remember some of the early issues of Low Card, they, like you said, you put a lot of photos in there. You had like small photos. You would like, you guys maximized the space you had. Yeah, yeah. Has the format gone through some changes since then? For sure. Um, yeah, like we try to stick with some type of like basic formula, like with like, mapping it out and things like that we don't put like we only put pictures the tall ways now we don't put pictures sideways anymore yeah i remember you had them like sideways it was yeah, like, you have to turn the mag sideways you know there's still some ads like that and stuff like that but we we like if something is the long ways it's either going to be a double page spread or a half page yeah you know, if it's like a if it's a rectangle this way um you know we try to my favorite stuff, my favorite articles are running are like road articles. Like I love being out on the road and, you know, not necessarily me being on the road, but even other people being out on the road, you know, I love, those are my favorite articles. I like, you know, and I like the short interviews with like the rippers and different scenes. And, you know what I mean? Like that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the Northwest, they're, they're heavy in here too. I mean, they're everywhere. And, you know, if, if I can, you know, if I can find people that are in areas that, we could connect and kind of work stuff out, man. I'd, you know, everywhere, anywhere's a go. You know what I mean? Like as long as you got someone who can take the photos and get them to me, and, and we can work, you know, work it out. You know? Yeah, I love that. Some diversity, and you get like styles from all over the place. Yeah, and then I also, you know, I'm trying. I, I want to get the shops, you know, the shops some exposure too. So like, people are like, you know, people know about like, you know, like your shops, you know, that you ride for Solstice and 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 like. All the shops and the rider people who skaters who skate for the shops and you know and, and not only in the mag but you know we got the website too where we can kind of get a lot of the stuff too you know yeah uh, the low res has been going really well that goes up usually every Friday if it all works out yeah and, I really enjoy those too man yeah the, uh, Tadashi's been uh, handling that so but uh, yeah yeah so that that that's been a really good hit for us and 
there's just certain things that kind of stick, you know what I mean? And, 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 and it's finding those things, you know? Do, do you know JV from Solstice? Have you met him? I've never met J, um, uh, I've talked to him on the phone, but I've never, we've never actually hung out, but I want to, I want to get back there. I know he does a, that you guys do, or a lot of people from that area do an Arizona trip. I told him if he comes out again, I'll come out and meet him and skate with you guys, with whoever's out there, you know? Yeah, he's actually going tomorrow. I just talked to him today. And Jay, like, he's been skating, like, forever. And he's owned a skate shop for, like, I think 17 years. Something ridiculous like that. But uh, he's going tomorrow to do a bike, like, not a race, but, like, a marathon or, like, one of the like the long bike rides. He's going to yeah. Iowa tomorrow to do that. I was like, "You want to go skate?" He's like, "I'm off riding my bike in Iowa." I was like, "Okay, cool, sick." That's <laughs> I'm always awesome. like super intrigued by stuff like that. But Jay's awesome. I feel like you guys would kick it off. I don't know. You kind of remind me of him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be stoked to meet him. I ride bikes a little bit too, so yeah. I'd be I'd be stoked to to uh, meet him. You know, when I'm I'm a little older, so I try to do stuff to keep my health up, to keep the weight off. You know what I mean? Yeah, bike riding's good for that, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Are you right. married? What? Yeah, I'm married. Yeah. Sick. How how long's it been? Since 2007, I have I have a tattoo uh, ring on my finger. Sometimes I have to look down to remind myself. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so eight years. <laughs> I have, a, I have a six-year-old boy and a two-year-old girl, and uh, yeah, my boy's skating a little bit. Did you did you ever plan on having kids? I always kind of had in the back, uh, yeah, in the back of my mind, kind of. I was never in a rush, you know. Yeah. I was never in a rush to have kids. That's for sure because I was trying to skate and go on trips and do stuff, you know. But uh, but yeah, I always kind of wanted, uh, you know, for the most part, wanted to have kids one day, you know. Yeah, I people tell me. Well, people tell my girl that they think I should have kids, that, that, that I'd be great with having a kid. And, yeah. uh, I love kids. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I don't know. Dude. I don't, I don't know if I'm selfish or something right now, but I'm like, I don't, I just feel like if I did have a kid, I wouldn't be able to do all the skateboarding stuff. I'd like take a back seat. It'd have to take a back seat at least for two years, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tough. You know, your girl has to be really understanding about you, you know, about you going on trips and stuff like that. And, yeah, man, it might just not be the right time for you, you know what I mean? Like, True, yeah. I, I waited, I waited, I was 35 when I had my first kid, so, you Okay, know. yeah, I'm 32 right now, so maybe I got three years before. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> or you don't have to have kids, you know, everybody has to have kids, you know, it's not something you have to do. You yeah, I kind of agree with that, I've been thinking of that as well, because I... I, my I have nieces and nephews, and they're ha- and then my my yeah my niece is having a kid now, so I'm just like, did, I can whenever I need a kid, I can go visit and hang out for like four hours, and then when they start crying, I can go home. And it's <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, and uh, actually, my uh, I think my father told me he's like, usually people who have like nieces and nephews, a lot of times they don't even want to have kids because they kind of already have kids. You know what I mean? Like in a weird way. Yeah, no, that's how I feel, because, like, I seriously, when I get the itch, like, I think about little kids, I love kids, I love, I love kids and old people, everyone in the middle can fuck off, no, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. kids, because they're, like, innocent, and they're genuine, and they're, they're honest to a fault, because they're just little kids, they don't, you know what I mean, like, and then yeah. old people are, like, on their way out, so they're pretty honest, too, you know what I mean, they're, like, honest and genuine, and don't try to put on a charade and i like i enjoy conversations with those two <laughs> i don't know where i was going but i like to say that i like to talk about that <laughs> yeah 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 it's yeah it's, it's funny my my brothers will probably never have kids so i have two older brothers so I, I guess one of us had to pull the trigger yeah yeah what's it like <laughs> were you were you the youngest oldest or? yeah my, i was a lot i think i always wanted to be the opposite of my brothers they were kind of like you know they were like 
did well in school and were kind of jocks and stuff. And I, I was, did really bad in school and was a skater punk. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I think I lowered the bar so much. My dad was, my dad was just happy I graduated high school. <laughs> he was just like, just all I want to see you do is graduate high school. I don't care about anything else. You know? Just graduate high school. Low, low card's the perfect name. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I always kind of lived that. I was always the low card. <laughs> what was the deal with school? Were, were you just was it hard for you or just not into it? Uh, 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 the things I was interested in, I was really good at, like science. I was interested in, like, fuck yeah, I love science. But, but things that bored me, like history and math, I hated them, man. And I, I just scraped by, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and, uh, and I would just scrape, I would just do the bare minimum, get D's, you know. And then, uh, <laughs> and I remember it was funny because my dad, my father, whatever, like I'd, I'd get a report card and I was failing something. He'd be like, "Oh, you're grounded. You got to come home straight after school." And then he worked at the hospital. Uh, he was a lab tech, but uh, if he if he was coming home late, I'd just sneak out and go skate. And then like I remember a couple times like. He came home early, and I'd come home, and he got so pissed at me. <laughs> but, you know, you know, he was trying to, like, get me to get me to pet, you know, do well in school. It just never worked, you know? Yeah, they like, like, they, I mean, everyone thinks that's the way, you know? Like, that's everyone's bullshit thing. It was like, because cause America, at one time, it was like that. It was like, do well in school, play the game, and you'll be guaranteed a job, and you'll have, a like, a... A good life, you know, that was the promise, that was the American dream, and then, uh, now it's not that story, that's, that's not what it is nowadays, you know what I mean, um, but that was the story, so all our parents were like that, my, like, everyone thought that, was like, get a good, you know, stay in school, get good grades, you know, we can go to college, and then now it's like, it's not even affordable to do that for most people, you know, I kind of like it, though, I like it, because there's so much technology and shit, and it's like, I hate when there's like everyone has to do the same fucking process and they're like do this do that but now it's like dude figure out what makes you happy and try to monetize it you know what I mean Yeah yeah like that seems way cooler to me <laughs> Yeah no no for sure that's and it's I don't know I kind of I was happy I didn't like rush off to college and waste a bunch of money cuz I've seen a lot of my friends go to college and just don't ever do anything with it and then you just owe all this money you know Well they're fucked yeah they now they're forced forced to be laborers in some shitty job they don't like because you have 40 grand in debt and it's like yeah. now you you know you imagine having that burden like i didn't do that either i finished high school and i said fuck it i'm going skating yeah yeah driver cost actually i went from the projects to japan because of fibro steve rodriguez yeah and then i was off like skating and all this stuff but a lot of my friends buried in debt because they listened to someone who was like do this and it'll work you know or yeah uh, school school to me is like it's not for everyone, but, like, you know, nowadays with the internet, you can learn a lot of stuff without schooling, but schooling could definitely help. Like, there's certain things now I think of, and I'm like, you know, I'm into this. If I did go to school, it would help me because I'm into it. But, like, yeah. when you're fucking young. You don't know what the fuck you're into. You got to go experience and explore, and exactly. you got to figure out who the fuck you are, like, yeah. so you can figure out, like, what qualities you have, so you got to test yourself, and then... Once you do that, then you can start to figure out what you want to do, you know? They don't they don't tell you to do that. They're just like, here, try to be good at something. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go do wow. <laughs> I think finding who you are first is, like, key, and then you can figure out what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, like in The Graduate when uh, he's like, he's like, there's a future in plastics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's the thing too they were like for a long time i remember growing up too everyone's like everyone wanted to do what made money you know what i mean everyone wanted to be a millionaire too i thought of that everyone was like 
that's their goal. Be a millionaire. Blah blah blah. I've been talking about a lot. I've been talking about it a lot. Like asking people what they think. Like what's their version of the American dream? You know, what do you think the American dream is right now for you? If because you seem pretty happy and you're doing cool stuff and like, what do you think it is? My well, my American dream is just being on. The, I'd love to be on the road a lot more. Yeah. Like I mean, I, like, I want to be on my. I want both though. I want to be around my kids too, but I also want to be on because you know I want to get on the road before I get too old to to really skate anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got some years though, but uh, yeah, my American dream is having a nice house. I already have my house, but uh, and then just I need to get. I want to get out there more. Yeah, that's awesome. Stoked for next summer. Next summer, I'm kind of you know, like I told you, I'm planning this uh, trip. And I want to try to get a lot of people involved, so try, yeah. try to get some time time to time off and stuff to do that. So I'm trying to plan it out. I'm trying I'm starting to plan now. So do do you work another job as well? Yeah, I work for uh, I work for the fire department. Yes, that's fucking awesome, dude. I had um Jerry Fowler on the podcast uh, recently, and he 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 went from skateboarding em to an EMT to he's working in the fire department as well. Yeah, and I, I actually did the same transition. I uh, I worked on an ambulance, and I worked on an ambulance for the fire department because out here in San Francisco they have a uh, their own ambulance division. Wow. And, and then I went I went from there to and then I just uh, got on the fire engine back in uh, December, and I'm kind of uh, yeah. And so now I'm on a uh, I'm doing some time on a truck, and then uh, yeah, and then after that I'll be back on the engine. How was being? How was working on an ambulance? It's uh, it's it's pretty much like you could probably imagine what it's like. I imagine gnarly stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah, you see some pretty nasty stuff, you know. You, you know, you get there are some re, there's rewarding stuff you do, but a lot of it's definitely not rewarding. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> shit, feel bad. Yeah, it's not. A lot of it's not rewarding, but I I actually really like like that job a lot. Yeah. It's, Good job, and um, you know if you like helping people and meeting a lot of diff- different interesting people and things like that and running around a lot, like it's good. I, I kind of got ADD, so it's good for me. It kept, you know my brain's always going like a hundred hundred miles an hour, so I always like to be doing something. You know. Did you ever think that this you'd end up uh, doing this for work? Um, I don't know, because I was just kind of trying to figure. Uh, you know, I, after like I back in like 2001, I went I took an EMT class and then. I started learning about like the fire department and all that stuff, and then I kind of took an interest to it, and, and then um, yeah, just eventually it worked out, you know. So. Do you think? Do you think you've uh, saved people's lives on when you're on the ambulance? Do you, do you have you have any traumatic like injuries like that on there? Well, I mean, you yeah, I mean definitely like you'll have like people in cardiac arrest and things like that that you know you 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 know you, a lot most of the time. You know, even if you get them to the hospital, a lot of times they don't, you know, they don't pull out of it. But, uh, you know, things like people who, I mean, heroin overdoses, you can give them, you give them medicine and, and you know, go from stop breathing to breathing. So if you weren't there, they definitely wouldn't, you know, still be alive, you know. Yeah, that's fucking gnarly. That reminds me of like the Pulp Fiction when like they stab the adrenaline into her chest yeah. and she's like, <gasps> <laughs> You're like, oh my god, she's fucking bad. But, but you know, on a day to day basis, you you know, you're just getting sick people to the hospital. How know? would you handle? How would you handle like uh, that shit? Like, did, like how is your day? Like when you have a bad day doing that, it must be pretty bad. You just kind of you gotta let it roll off your shoulders. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, 
you get used to it, you know? Well, I just think about my work, and, like, sometimes people are in bad moods, and they're kind of rude, and they ruin my day. <laughs> not not all the time, but occasionally. I'm sure I do that to people, too. But it's just like, you know, you're stressed with what you're doing, and life, you know, everyone, you just mix people together. But then to add on top of that, there's, like, injured people coming in, and fucking, you gotta maybe potentially save their lives. That seems like such a gnarly job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? So you're prepared to just run into a fucking flaming building, huh? Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, you have your, yeah, you kind of have a, a bo- you have a boss on the engine and stuff like that. Kind of leads leads the deal. It'll be like you do this, you do that, and, and you know, um, it's, you know, you have someone who kind of coordinates every, you know, people who coordinate everything and things like that. So it's not, I mean, it's chaotic, but it's not as you know, I haven't, like I said, I haven't actually been into a, a, a big one yet, but I'm sure it's coming at some point. Yeah, man. That seems really scary. You ever seen the movie Backdraft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> all my experiences with fire from TV and, and movies, <laughs> that's probably why I'm like, I don't know. I can't picture like a mundane day, but it's probably like the majority of days are just drills, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do a lot of drilling. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, how I usually wrap these things up, man, is I, I allow you to kind of talk about anything cool you have coming up. And do you have any plans with the mag? Anything you you've been working on that you're about to release? Or basically, we I mean, we just came out. We came out with a Jason Jesse issue. Damn. Uh, you haven't got this. Yet? I sent them to you. I don't think I got it yet. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it. I didn't to you. see that covered. Yeah, yeah, I got. I'll send you some. Um, but uh, that lady put it somewhere. I'll ask her. But I remember. Uh, yeah, I'll send you some. I'll be back in there uh, on Monday or Tuesday. But uh, but uh, we just came out with this. We're coming out in uh, another a newer issue soon. We're working on it right now with some some other new stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna be kind of trying to get out more. You know, hitting the road more and going to shops, doing stuff with more shops and things like that. Um, basically, you know, come this coming spring, I'm gonna try to. We're gonna to try to hit hit uh go out through Arizona, New Mexico, and then come summer, t- you know, maybe early spring, maybe into the summer. We're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna get out there, do a cross country, try to coordinate with a lot of shops. I'm gonna like I said, I'm still working on it. But I'm gonna to try to coordinate a lot of different people and uh, skaters to get involved with it. You know, like different companies, different different riders, different pros. Damn. Yeah, when you come when you come out to New England, if you make it out this way, just let let us know, man. All I need in Solstice, we'll put like a jam together, and yeah. everyone can show up at a low card jam and fucking shred. And Kareem yeah. can come out. We'll get Dom Pierre and Westgate, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm coming, man, because I'm going to Maine too. And we might do. I'm trying to figure it out, but we might do another party up in Maine too. Cause what? Let me know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. But uh, I just. I'm trying to figure. I'm, I'm working on it right now. Like we work so, but those are the bigger plans. But the smaller plans are a lot more smaller trips. Um, you know, a little reaching out a little bit. I think we're going to be doing something with a uh, classic in Reno in August. We're going to be doing. Uh, we're doing something with Good Times in uh, Grass Valley coming up. I'm always getting out. You know, shops need to hit me up, and we need to plan some stuff. You know, what I mean, like it, I, I I can hit a lot of people up, but. If people hit me up too, it, it makes things a little easier, you know. Yeah, because people can just throw cool. So if you, uh, you guys want to do some stuff, like hit me up. Like my, you can find my info on the website, or if you have a magazine, I'm right inside there. Like, what's the site? Is it lowcard.com? Lowcardmag.com. So perfect, man. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I got a cool idea for the mag, dude. Um, we can we're gonna shoot it actually Tuesday. 
uh, Kareem's coming out, and uh, I will send you the photos first so you can check them out. If you like them, you can use them. Me and uh, uh, I've been filming this uh, show. So I have the skate brand, All I Need Skateboards, yeah, yeah. and I sponsor kids and, like, my homies, and we do cool stuff, and uh, and then I have the podcast, The Shetler Show, where, you know, we, I can talk to awesome people like you, and yeah. then I decided, I was like, I'm going to start a, like, a, I don't know what to call it, for lack of better words, a reality webisode show, like, yeah. so... The first episode, I put the promo out. I think I shared it with you, I believe. Um, if not, I'll send it once we hang up. But uh, I put the show, the first episode's coming out, and it's basically, the show's called AIN Life, so All I Need Life. And uh, my idea with it is to, like, experience life with, like, my friends and do fucking awesome shit. And, like, uh, and that'll be, like, promotion for the brand, All I Need Skateboards. And uh, our second, our first episode has Skateboarding with Westgate. It has sensory deprivation tank. You ever heard of a float tank? No. Oh, shit, you're in for a fucking treat. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You'll just see it. And then, uh, and then pole dancing uh, with, my, with my lady and her friend because my lady, she she just got back from Egypt for with pole dancing. She went out there to teach repressed women how to pole dance, which is funny. 2015, strange, right? But uh, she loves it. She competes in pole dancing. She teaches it in Boston and Providence. It's like... Her fitness, it's her art, it's her expression, it's it's like skating to her, which is yeah yeah. She found that and while we were together and I, like our relationship got way better because I always had skating and she was just working and like doing you know she was just working so much and I was running off having fun and come back with all my adventures with skating and then she found pole dancing. Um, so anyways, episode two, we're going skydiving. Me and Corey Goonan, that's uh, oh, my company. Yeah. And we're doing that Tuesday, and Kareem's going to come out and take photos and stuff. So we'll send them to you so you can check them out. Do something, man. I'm, I'm super down for that. Yeah. That's Fuck yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah. Hey, what about Instagram and Facebook and Twitter for Low Card? Uh, uh, low Card Mag. I think it's – I think uh, I know it's Low Card Mag for Insta. I think it's Low Card Mag for Facebook. and tw- It's for all three. Yeah, it's the same thing. Straight across the platforms. At Low Card Mag, I guess you could say. That's Next, right. Yeah, yeah. So – yeah, so uh, yeah, hit it, hit it, hit us up, uh, get some stuff going. I had another question too. Uh, do you have a a favorite uh, cover that you've had for out of all the issues? Uh, yeah, there's been a few. The Jason Jesse one's pretty it was really sick. Uh, one of yeah. my favorite ones is probably uh, my friend. I mean, it's not a great photo, but it's my friend Ajax when I had one of my parties in Maine skating with a chainsaw and it, you just do a, a full-on front side five over the chainsaw <laughs> right here it's probably it's, it's probably packed away somewhere i'd have to dig it out but but it, it's uh it's just i remember that year it rained the whole time and we put a tarp over it was just wet and he just started skating with his chainsaw and it was just and i just took a photo and uh yeah that's pro- that's one of my favorite i mean i'd have if i look through them i could like, oh i like this one i like this one I like, you know <laughs> like when you visit them and get super hyped again I do. Yeah, I think I think issue two is when it kind of like things like the whole momentum behind low cards started picking up too, and and that's when uh, my wife got involved too. So, so yeah, um, but yeah, right around there. The, the first one was my friend Benny who lives in Connecticut, passed out on a couch. That was the only non. No, there's two non skate photo ones. Benny and then this other random dude passed out that we put low card stickers over his eyes, <laughs> but he was passed out. And uh, those are the only two non skate photos for I think for the covers. Hey, random question. You like fishing because you're from Maine? 
A little bit, yeah. You know, as a kid, I, I like it a lot now. As when I was a kid, I, I didn't really fish that much. I was like, I was always riding my bike, or you know. And then I got, you know, I was more into like fishing. To me, back in the when I was a kid, was boring. And then, uh, like, you know, I had I have ADD, and I have, I mean, not I'm not, you know, diagnosed with it, but like basically, like I I, I, I like running around, and, and but now I like fishing. Um, I, when I go back, I'll, I'll go fishing a little bit and stuff. Hell yeah! Wait, oh, oh, that's what it was. I know we just said we were gonna go, but my show I have no rules, so I can do it. Yeah, yeah. My show—that's the fucking beauty of it. Uh, <laughs> what did you say you were doing with blueberries in Maine? Oh, raking them, man. Oh, yeah. like like Westgate with cranberries. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, uh, yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure out the cranberry thing, but blueberry bushes are about like, that tall, and you just have a, ra- a big metal rake, and you just you rake them and put them into a bucket, and that I don't know what they pay for them now, but that back then for five you know you work for a company but for a five gallon bucket full of blueberries they give you two dollars or 250 <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> all across the fields sometimes you'd be raking you hit a friggin' uh you'd hit a uh a bee's nest and get uh. stung like there's always something man it was it was uh it was uh it was pretty you'd get up at like five in the morning go jump on a bus you know and they take you out to the fields is that a big thing in maine like i imagine that's that's their, like one of their ex- yeah big thing in maine when you're a kid you know, it's go rake blueberries to make money for your school clothes. You know, because <laughs> because it's only for August. It's, you only rake blueberries in August. That's when, oh. that's when they're that's when they're good to go. And so you go rake them and you go buy your school clothes. But I remember when I got into skating and I was like, I was like, yes, and I'd go buy like bands and and uh, <laughs> you know, but I'd go to the, the skate shop was actually a bike shop also called Bike Pat's Bike Shop and I actually got sponsored by them eventually. But I'd go there and buy like some skate T-shirts and. That was later though. Like back in the day, we didn't have any of that stuff. I mean, we could have, but it was Pat's Bike Shop. Pat's Bike Shop and Brewer. In yeah. the in Brewery. Brewer, no, the, the town's called Brewer, which oh. is kind of it's kind of like right beside Bangor. Yeah. All right. That dude was always super cool. He like it was a bike shop. I had a skate section. He sponsored a bunch of us, which just mean you know we just got discounts on stuff or whatever. Yeah, that was my first sponsor too. I think it was Eastern Border like Flow, and it was just like. You'd go and get like ten dollars off, but it was the coolest fucking thing. You just... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was cool too. Was they had a contest? You'd be like, sponsored by Pat's Bike Shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. <laughs> is Pat still around? I think it is, man. I think it's still there. I Yo, think. Pat, hit up Low Card, get some advertising in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like, one of the best shops was Burke Bells, which was in uh, Searsport. I think it's yeah. Searsport, right by Camden. But they threw the best contests and all that stuff. Were they a skateboarding shop? Yeah, they were skating. They think they did bikes too, but they were more of a. They, I think they actually called themselves a skate shop, but it was called Bergfelds, and and uh, they always do the uh, the the best contests and stuff like that. They had a good scene out there. Sick. Those are the contests my dad. Well, he would drive me to Bangor to go to those contests, but he'd also drive me to Bergfelds a lot too, which was which was cool. It's a good shop. I um again again this probably works perfect for your, for your ADD. I want to jump back. You have two kids. You have girls, boys, or both? I uh, the two year old's a girl, and my six year old's a boy. There you go. Sick. Yeah. So. What's that like, man? It's cool. It's good. It's it teaches you a lot of patience. Looking <laughs> 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 back, I'm gonna rip my hair out that I don't have. Dude, I was just <laughs> speaking of my 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 niece uh, is pregnant now, so I've been going over her house where my sister lives, and just like. She's 17 and she's about, she's having a baby, but my sister 
had another kid on top of that, and Raven, who's two years old. And I went over there last night, and I'm hanging out with little Raven, and she's so adorable. But then we got, she got to like the tired point where she just fucking started crying over like nothing, basically. I don't even remember why she was crying, just because she was tired, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, my sister went outside and like had to go do her laundry in the basement, and I was in there. And Raven cried for, like, 20 minutes straight. I was, like, trying to make her stop crying at first. And then that would just make her cry louder. So I just sat there for 20 minutes and was, like, I just thought about why I wouldn't have kids. <laughs> it's, like, 20 <laughs> minutes of just screaming. And then, like, then she just cried herself to sleep, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it takes a lot of patience, for sure. Yeah, I, I, ima- yeah, I imagine. That is the whole thing. <laughs> Do you feel like, um... I imagine when you have kids too, it makes you more like selfless. Like you don't really, you're just totally dedicated towards that child, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my six year old, he's pretty, I mean, once they get past like into like four or five, it gets a lot easier. You know what I mean? Like once they're able to communicate, it gets a lot easier. You know, um, it's funny. He's like, you know, now my boy, he'll give me some attitude. I'm like, watch that attitude. You'll lose your video game for a week. I'm like, oh man, I'm that guy now. <laughs> fucking dad. You fucking dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember being a kid, be like, I'll never be like that to my kids if I ever have them. Now, I'll take your bike away for a week or whatever it is, video games or whatever. Like, you know, it's funny. Just whatever you do, just make sure if he ever wants to go to a contest that's three hours away, you fucking drive him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's all I'm going to do. I got to be just as dedicated as my father was. What's the difference between the boy and the girl? Is it like if the relationship must be a little different? Be- yeah, yeah, it's cool. He, he actually helps out with her like just today we picked – he goes to like a day camp and she goes to pre kind of a preschool daycare thing. But like, she was freaking out on the way home and he told, he's like, like kind of leaned over and started like singing to her and stuff. It was, and then he got her to stop. And I was like, Whoa, that's awesome, man. Damn, he helped out. Good kid. Yeah. Do I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes it's like having a C-3PO with me. Like if I'm driving, I'm like, Hey Ryder, grab me this. And he'll you know, grab something or I'm beep, like, beep, 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 beep. your sister, you know, and he'll like grab like, a snack and give it to her. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's like I have a little C-3PO to help me freaking <laughs> my driving, you know what I mean? Like, or help me cruise it or whatever, you know? That's so awesome. I, I never, dude, I like to use the Star Star Wars reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never really grew up watching Star Wars, but I've been listening to uh, interviews with, uh, uh, who is it? God damn. George, Lu- George, George Lucas, right? He directed it? Yeah, yeah. Well, he had a mentor, Joe something. And I've just been listening to, like, lectures and, and things from that guy. But it made me get interested in Star Wars, so I put it on the other day and watched it, and it was pretty sick. Nice. Just the original, like, the first one that came yeah, out. Yeah, I, I actually went to the movies and saw that when I was a kid. <laughs> sick. <laughs> Did you have a Star Wars short on, shirt on in a, in a fucking we were, blazer? Yeah, we were, Star, when I, we were kids. We were Star Wars freaks for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, the movie, that movie had a big moment for sure. Uh, yeah. I was listening to George Lucas talk about it, and he was saying, like, he basically took all these stories from all the religions, and he just kind of, like, remade them himself, you know, like, into Star Wars. So what's cool, too, is, like, being in Northern California, like, you can see, like, you know, a lot of that was filmed in, like, the Redwoods and things like that. So around this area, like, you can see a lot of, like, where he got some of his ideas and stuff like that. How far are you from the Redwoods? Close. Like, the Redwoods are, like, right over the Golden Gate Bridge and, like, Marin, so, like, half hour maybe. Dude, that, that was, I remember when I was younger, me and Chris Trembley and Dan Vellucci all went out west and uh, we went to SF and we saw the massive trees. The fuck? Yeah, those are redwoods, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah, 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 they're insane. <laughs> yeah, Have you, did you see the new Jurassic Park? 
No. I'm not a big Jurassic Park fan. I don't know. Damn it. We can't be friends now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's called Jurassic World, so don't worry about it. Jurassic Park was the original, and then they like kind of updated it for 2015, and it was actually pretty good. I thought they were going to let me down. But. Yeah, you know, I was honestly thinking about bringing my kid there, but I didn't know how scared he'd get. So. Dude, you gotta bring him. You gotta. Because, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, I watched it, and the original Jurassic Park was so sick. They had such cool moments where the dinosaurs, like, right next to his face and, like, breathing on him, and he has to be quiet, and it's just, like, your heart's, like, bumping. And they do that in the new one, too. There's, like, they kind of just. They redid the movie, and they just updated it, you know, because it, it came out, like, 20 years later. So they just. They kept the core of the movie and updated it with the times, and I was like, that's the way to do it. Fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. If it works, god damn it, keep it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'd like to ask my guests this question, too. Do you have a top three favorite movies? Most people don't think about this question, but I I, I have th- thought about it a lot. Top three. All right. Uh, Take Deer it. Hunter. Yeah, Deer Hunter? Deer Hunter. Who's in that? The Arrow. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've got to watch it again. I think yeah. I watched it when I was younger. What's that one? It's, uh, you got to watch it. It's, it's, you know, De Niro and the boys, like, they, uh, it's just, it's a good movie. It's like they, uh, they uh, end up going to Vietnam and, and then uh, coming back, just kind of, it's about, like, how they go. It's kind of, it's awesome. It's kind of, a, it's kind of like they all go out hunting, but then there's always that guy who's always kind of the, always the, the flat tire on the trip that always forgets everything and it's you know what i mean just like yeah. it's kind of who sits i don't know it kind of you can just kind of you can just kind of see like similarities like sometimes with your crew and like you know what's going on with their crew yeah you know i mean it's just like it's a good movie it's long it's like you gotta be you gotta be ready to you gotta be ready to watch it for a long Dude, time well, if it's if it's on netflix that's what i'm doing at, immediately after we, oh, yeah. you gotta it's gonna take it be ready to stay up late it's about I think it's close to three hours. Yes, perfect. Yeah, pull it up. Um, number two, you got another two? Yeah, uh, number two. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. I realize that, but it's okay. Pressure can make diamonds. You have you have to be in the right mood for it, but the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. You have to be mood for it. You, that's a real long one too. <laughs> Eastwood, of course. Uh, shit, number three. Oh man. This is tough because, you know, there's only three spots, so you gotta kinda like you gotta yeah. you gotta make a decision. Yeah. It's tough. Um uh, God. You try, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like fucking Terminator. What's that? <laughs> Terminator. No, not the Terminator. It's a good movie though. I like the Terminator. Terminator, but it's not 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 my top three. Um uh, what movie do I what movie do I pull up? Oh, do you know what's a good one is Fargo. Fargo's a good oh, one. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. Fargo's sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never really thought about my top three. I got a lot of favorites, but off the top of my head, that's what I got. All right, so we so just so we know, those are the three now. And then next time we do this podcast, because we'll do another one for sure, we'll we'll give it some time and catch up again. We'll yeah. See if you've revised your top three. Oh, I will. I'll think because uh, now I'm gonna think about it a lot. I mean, those are definitely. If I go, if I'm like, oh, I just feel like watching one of my favorite movies. Those are definitely a couple, you know, 
Number four would be probably Shawshank Redemption. That's a good one. Oh, so good, dude. Intense, <laughs> intense and serious, but very good. Yeah, yeah, I like the dramas a little bit. They're good. All right, you want to hear my top three? Yes, I do. And keep in mind, I've thought about this a lot. I thought about it a lot before I even talked to anyone. I, I would just sit around and think of my top three favorite movies, and then I was like, all right, I know what mine are, so now i got to start asking people what theirs are because, you know, I figured my shit out. So I got... um. And this is a. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start with number three and work my way up to number one. <clears throat> We're gonna go Sword in the Stone. Do you ever see Sword in the Stone? It's a cartoon, a Disney cartoon. No. Dude, you should show you should show both your kids, mainly your son, because it's Sword in the Stone is about King Arthur when he's a little Grom, and yeah. he meets a wizard Merlin, and Merlin kind of just teaches him about life through turning him into different animals, and it's all hand drawn like Disney classic cartoons, you know. So it's not, like, animated. It's all, like, just, like, it's so sick. That's top three for sure. Sword in the Stone, hands down. Um, And then, all right, hold on. We're, now I'm spacing it. I'm a, a bit of a stoner, if you can't tell. I smoke. <laughs> I have a certificate, though. I talk about <laughs> I paid for it, so it's legal. I, I should be able to do what I want, I guess, right? That's right, that's right. Um, oh, number two, another cartoon. I'm a, now I'm thinking I'm weird because I have cartoons in mind, but fuck it. Um, Finding Nemo. Did you watch? Oh, Finding? Yeah, yeah, we watch that all the time over here. Dude, such an epic story. Just fucking, he loses his mom in the beginning, and then his dad like fights the whole ocean to get him and save him. And fucking sick movie. That one too. Um, that's another one. Your kids watch that? You said? Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. And fucking. Uh, oh, and then my number one favorite movie. And I, I just decided this was the number one about two weeks ago because I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, that's number one. In uh, Forrest Gump. Oh yeah. Dude, such an epic movie. Fucking classic. I, and I, me and my lady fight about it. She's, I, I'm like, dude, it's a fucking amazing movie, and she's just yeah. not feeling me on it. But <laughs> I, I think it's funny that they thought he was retarded. I didn't really think Forrest was retarded. I thought he was just like slower, but like still very on point. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while though. I gotta watch that one again too. Yeah, just the cinematographer in that too. Like all the all the shots. Like that's what I remember too. Is like when Forrest is running and you just see all the the places he's been and how beautiful they are and just like uh, filmed so well and like all the acting. You notice I noticed in Forrest Gump is every actor in that movie fucking killed it. No matter how small or big the role was, the actors just nailed it, dude. So sick. Nice. Um. Yeah, man, I guess I just uh, Forrest Gumped us up. But, uh, <laughs> Rob, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the podcast, man. man. Anytime. And, uh, of course, we'll keep in touch and do some stuff, dude. You ever you ever think about doing a podcast for Low Card? We should. We that should. would be rad. I think more people should. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys need any help with starting it up or if you have any questions, and uh, it gets easy, too. Like, I just started it, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just got, like hyped and just was like i want to do this so then i'm like fucking yeah. when i get hyped and want to do something i just start trying to figure it out and uh but i'm like 70 episodes in now so as you start to you know like when you learn tricks it's like you start to just figure it out and it, you get more natural with it as you go you know yeah yeah let's get you in the mag too man let's get a little interview going yeah, I'm I'm 100% down. Uh, we're, we're working on a video with all i need right now we got a lot of cool stuff coming up and uh yeah, and I'm going to send you those photos of us skydiving. And stuff. Oh, hell yeah, man. Sure. Yeah, cool. cool. Well, thank you so much, man, and uh, 
we're going to do this again. So yeah, and, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch, and thanks. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time.